You're listening to the MC Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture, coming to you from the campus of Mississippi College in Clinton, Mississippi. Chicken tenders and french fries at 9 o'clock on a Friday morning. Any gas station in the state of Mississippi. But sometimes... But specifically the one over here. Sometimes you can get Popeyes the night before and you can get chicken tenders for breakfast the next morning. On a biscuit? Oh no, I ate the biscuit. I thought, like in my head, I was going to save the biscuit, but I ate the biscuit. The biscuit was gone. Okay, so since we're starting with Michael eating breakfast... What did Sarah have for breakfast? My breakfast was not exciting. Y'all are going to get bored with my breakfast. It was just eggs. I don't even like eggs. Sarah's eating all this healthy protein for breakfast now. I don't even like eggs. How do you not like eggs? Because they taste like eggs. Have you tried some seasoning? Oh, I put some cheese in it. Not a lot. That's not seasoning. That's fat. Well, I like cheese. And apparently fat. Uh, Just put put a few spoonfuls of salsa in. I don't like salsa. Or See, that's a struggle. try a little salt and pepper. Well, I do salt and pepper. But oh, okay, so just, you do season it. That enhances the egg flavor. She eggs. doesn't like the egg flavor. It brings out the egg. Okay, let me give you another try. Okay. Go to the stores where you buy things. Okay. And since they definitely won't want to sponsor the MC Vocal Fry We're podcast. We're not even going to name you. Name ha! Place where you would buy unmade or made food for a price, and a get yourself store. get yourself some adobo. Adobo. It's it's a it's a Latin spice. It's it's very cute. He's not a Cuban cooking. Um, Is some it Puerto Rican. Spicy. No, not not at all. It's it's very garlic based. Oh, I like garlic. Yeah, I get should yourself. put garlic salt in my way. Garlicky eggs. That might not be good. Get your until you've ha- get yourself some adobo. Okay. And you can either go with cumin or without cumin. They make adobo with okay. cumin or without. Do okay. you like? What do you cook the eggs in? A pan. No, no, no. What what fat do you use? Olive, Olive oil. oil? Use no, butter. no, no, butter. Yeah, but eggs. But I'm trying get to be healthy. Butter. That is raw butter is healthy. That's fine. People have lied to you and told you that butter is unhealthy. In, in, in moderation. Says someone who put cheese in the eggs. In to moderation. Make right. In right. moderation, butter is not going to kill you. No. Okay. Well, I feel like. If butter. you eat a stick of butter, that's a terrible idea. Oh my goodness! The best cake that I like, my favorite cake that I had growing up, is this chocolate pancake. And like, I kind of hate to tell y'all how much butter goes into it because I'm pretty. If I remember, because I wrote down the recipe recently, it's at least four sticks. For this one cake, for this cake, yeah. like a full size cake, and that cake. includes the icing, if that makes that it helps. That oh, helps. Oh, the okay, icing okay. needs the butter. But four, four sticks. Yeah, icing needs and fat. It's, it's good. Um, I'm sure. So good. Anyway, I miss dessert. So, mm-hmm. multiple things to get to today. Yeah. Wait. I don't remember what the... Well, I have a bunch of things. I want to get to Broadchurch a little bit. Because we, we teased that we were going to get to Broadchurch this week. So we should talk about it. I want to get to I want to get to modern mythology. Yeah. And I also want to go over the fact that I've reorganized undergraduate pedagogy too. And I want to talk about it a little bit. 
This okay. is a good conversation. Did you post something on PVT this morning and then delete it? Yes. Okay, because I, Facebook was like... I posted I posted this week's episode for Feature Friday. But Feature Friday is not a thing. It is. It's it just is. once it's a, a permanent month, thing right? Now. What? Isn't it like it's not every Friday? No, am I mistaken? Did I... Did I have I screwed up? No, I think it's Well, you okay. deleted it, so... I deleted it because I had the wrong link. Huh. Uh, just leave it. Just if, leave it. See what happens. Moder- my dear moderators and admins on PVT, if you're listening and I did something wrong, please feel free to delete my post. I, I want to play by the rules. I just... I thought I was. And if I wasn't, I'm sorry. Anyway. Uh. It's entirely possible I screwed up. But, uh, no, I was just... I was posting... Today, not today's episode, when you're listening, but I was posting the January 26th episode uh, on cross-training that we recorded Wednesday, because it's... Well, that's... That's a new sound effect. That was Michael crumpling up his breakfast. No, I ate the breakfast. I'm going to just go on record to say Michael ate a very unhealthy breakfast this morning. He ate chicken, fried chicken tenders and french fries had for, for breakfast. Had it for lunch yesterday. Chicken. Gee, I wonder if it's production week. It oh, really, man. really, really is. I'm not wearing sweatpants to school. <laughs> Both of you are basically wearing sweatpants. I, I 100% am. Sarah, not, when you came not... in, Sarah, Sarah, I normally dress like a scrub, but when you came in wearing sweatpants, I was like, I was like, all is right with the world. Well, I know that I'm going to be painting for several hours, oh. so I don't, I didn't see the point in wearing nice clothes. Like yesterday, I made the mistake of wearing clothes I care about and painting for hours. And yeah, I would like to say that 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 Dr. Spivak is very thankful, and yeah. we would like to buy you lunch today. Oh, well, that's sweet. Y'all don't have to do that. I mean, it was honestly, I'm being real, that was the most relaxing part of my day, period. Like It was not sitting in class and talking about belting styles? No, because in that my head... That was the most relaxing part of I my knew, day. In my head, I knew people were still texting me, asking questions. Yeah. Oh, about your yeah. wedding? Yes. I got out of class, and I had like four texts, and I was like, leave me alone. I don't care anymore. Oh my. Okay, so Sarah's in that phase. This is what drives people to elope. I think. Look, I've been saying for years I wanted to do that. Do, I'm not you, the one. You, that you now said that on a public record. I just want to say that. Mom, if you're listening, <laughs> don't knew. freak out. She knew. I said that jokingly when we first started talking about this. I was like, look, I've been saying, I've been telling Jamie since we we knew this was something we wanted that. We should just elope and you know, just not. You know, Sarah, you could do this. You could set up a website that says Sarah's Doomsday Clock, and you could just you could move it. You could oh, be Lord. like, you could be like, family, be aware. You have pushed me to one minute to midnight. If it hits midnight, we're eloping. And also, like, I'm gonna be real, my mom listen to the podcast, so she's not gonna hear this. But like, I feel like my day yesterday was summed up, and I knew it was gonna be an interesting day when this happened. My day started. But I already told him this. I work at a daycare, sometimes I sub, and in my class, a child at recess decided they realized they needed to poop. But they were having way too much fun to stop and tell someone that they needed to poop. So they just went in their pants. Not only did they go in their pants, they went at the beginning of recess. So they proceeded to play in it for three minutes or so. And so by the time we realized what had happened, 
It was too late. It was far gone. And, like, we're at daycare. All we got are wipes. So we had to, like, take them in the bathroom and just strip them down and just hope that the wipes could do enough. They couldn't. No, that child needed a bath. Yes. Yes, they did. Sarah. So, anyway... That about sums wow. up my day yesterday. Wow. Uh, Sarah, again, I, I, I don't know where we've gone now today. I'm, I'm sort I'm of... Sorry maybe about we that. should end. I'm like, sorry, podcast I feel peoples. like I feel like the podcast should maybe now end like completely. Like We should never do another podcast. Well, I'm, so, I'm uh, so sorry. I love how we started this conversation before we hit record was... The, the episode we recorded the other day was the very best one. It's like, well, we've peaked. Feel, no. free, to, feel free to just take that whole story out. The world may not Sarah, need to know when, that. Sarah, when I was student teaching, there was a kid who, similar story, but we were in the music classroom, and another kid said, you know how there's always that one kid in the classroom who's like really obnoxious? Yes. And, and he's like, he's like, that kid stinks. He stinks. And so we were like, what? No. Was he, that you when you were a child? No. No. And he, I was really sweet when I was a child. I don't know what happened. And then they pulled, so we called him over. He's like, he's like, it's like, it's like, little, little, whatever your name is. Um, did you poop? And he goes, no. He goes, no. It's like, okay, I didn't do it! I know! Okay, great! But we know we are going to! Okay. We're just preparing for Michael's tongue clicking. Oh, gosh. Anyways, he does this, and he says, it's fine. He goes back to play. <laughs> and then, obnoxious kid, about one minute later, obnoxious kid goes, <laughs> goes, <laughs> goes, poop! There's poop on the floor! Oh, it's no! Oh. It's on the floor! And then, my, thank God, my cooperating teacher. Oh gosh, my cooperating teacher. So thankful for her. She's an amazing elementary school music teacher in West Virginia. She's incredible. She goes, she goes, she goes, now hold on, people. And then she goes, she comes over, she grabs, she goes over, grabs the tissue and goes, this isn't even poop. It totally was, but you know, she's like, this isn't even poop. It's just a piece of mud off of his shoe. Picks it up with the tissue, wraps it up. Puts it in a Ziploc bag, seals the Ziploc bag, puts that in her trash can. She and she just very. I was just like so impressed that she. And then we call the kid back over and we're like, like the kids are back playing. They don't know anything has happened. We call the kid back over and we're like, little, what's your name? Did you? And he goes. And off he went oh. to the to the office just to deal with himself. I'm in I'm in such a sad place right now because I feel such empathy for children. I'm Sarah Sarah has I lost, lost it. it. Sarah's gone. Sarah oh Sarah has never even even as upset as Sarah oh is about not knowing oh who no. Supreme Leader Snoke is, and as adamant as she is about the fact that biscuits are are not cookies, she has never lost it quite like this on a podcast. I've ever laughed so hard I cried. Oh my gosh! Okay, anyway. Well, I promise we have other things on the agenda. Where do we go from about. this? I, that's what I. That's what I was like. I think the podcast needs to end now. I'm I so think. Sorry. I think this is the end. Goodbye. I the podcast. We'll, <laughs> no, we're not going to end here. Um, let me. Let me. Let me go to. Let me go to some actual. Uh. Uh. Let me go to some. Goodness gracious. Oh my word. <laughs> 
Let I'm me go to some singing. Let me go to some singing stuff, and then we'll Let's go talk backwards. About some boring stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! 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 We have, we have lost all <laughs> semblance of of reality right now. Okay, I'm back. Um, <laughs> no, I was hold it together. Uh, they, they both know that that this year in mm. this year in undergrad ped two, and the way I currently have that course designed is these people have already been through anatomy and physiology and voice health, and some basic teaching principles and all this kind of stuff for a semester, and for a whole semester. And now in their second semester, which um, I I normally cover residents, so. If, if they get undergrad with me, they get sort of a, a basic time through Bozeman's practical vocal acoustics. Um, and Ken's going to Skype with us later this semester. And then they also... Oh, dear. Um, it's the semester where we do a lot of practical <laughs> practical teaching. Sarah is now, I think, fixing her face. Well, uh, it's pretty after, bad! After losing... It? Uh, 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 anyway. Um... <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't walk around looking like this. Do you need a Kleenex? <laughs> You're going to judge me, but <clears throat> spit is a very good makeup remover. I, I don't judge anybody for anything. It's so. good. So this is uh, where I'm at. It's not me to judge. Anyway, in the second semester, and I had actually posted on the forum about this. In the second semester, we um, we do our practical teaching exercises. And I have tried many different things and I actually posted a question asking if people a number of weeks ago asking if people found certain exercises more effective than others certain experiences more effective than others when it actually came to practical teaching exercises and one of my big things is I really even at the undergraduate level and I realize some people may judge me for thinking this way and that's fine I really think it's important to get people on their toes and on their feet actually in front of another human being or with another human being in front of them. And so this semester, I'm trying two different things. I'm trying two new things with the course. And I've taught this course for a decade. But I'm trying two new things with the course. One, I'm attempting to, rather than covering resonance sort of as the first half of the class and then doing practical teaching, in other words, I've sort of gone that, you know, the first three quarters of the year was information with, with application, but not really dedicated application time. And then the last quarter of the year would be dedicated application time. And what I often found was I would lose my class because I <laughs> yeah. get to quarter length wave resonators and, and as Said soon as word, that is what does it, it. and I did it again. Put and now even our podcast anymore. audience. Uh, it's but, like, and it's like I, I, I'm familiar with this information, and yet, the minute you start talking, using certain words, I'm just like, nope, I'm done here. Helmholtz is one. I'm of gone. Them. That one's a little far for me. Quarter, quarter wavelength resonators. Helmholtz, I understand cool because I of that weird physics class I took in undergrad, but you know. Nonlinearity. 
I, I actually really love that. Like, that makes sense to me. I'm cool. I'm at That's a point because where, like, I accept that. At least that. Both, the, both of you actually apply nonlinearity in your singing. That's true. What can I say? I can tell when I... I you know what's interesting? I can feel when I sing inefficiently, and I can feel the th- I can feel everything destabilize, and I'm like, I think the sound waves are not pointing back right. Something is something wrong is here. Something is amiss. Something's rotten in Denmark. Yeah. By Denmark, I mean my vocal track. Anyway. Interesting. So, Interesting. as a response to trying to not lose my class, one of the other cha- one of the changes, the first change I made was, I'm actually. On Tuesdays, it's a Tuesday-Thursday course. Yeah. On Tuesdays, we're doing resonance. Okay. And working through PVA. Yeah. And on Thursdays, I'm having all the practical teaching. Every I Thursday. like that a lot. Every Thursday. Which There's is one great. Thursday where they have an online lecture about repertoire choosing because okay. I'm gone. I'm out of town. Well, I have a video lecture smart. about it. So that's on a Thursday. And then, and then Ken's Skype is on a Thursday. So, so Thursday's kind of like, it's the lab portion. It's, it's the lab portion. Well, and it's a nice time to kind of decompress from like, okay, I just like science, blew science, your brain science, with science, all the science. Science, yes. science. Let's science. take a moment to like, not just apply it, <coughs> but apply everything. Right, let's go back to remembering that this is about singing. making people sing better. Yes. Yeah. And it was interesting, even after just a you know short time this semester so far, I think I'll never go back. I think I'll never go back. Well, and because I've been thinking a lot about okay, so like as we've talked about the the swirling vortex that is the uh, the undergraduate ped. We love you, undergraduate pedagogy. Woo! Anyways, uh, <laughs> we all added a part to that. I know. I really like We're having toys. Anyway, thank you. Ah, no, you have been doing so well. I mean, granted, we were like falling but on you the were floor thinking. laughing at one point. That's but. right. I was thinking. But I, I've been thinking about the undergraduate peg class and about how there is, there's a tendency, I know even in my undergraduate ped, where there's this sense of like, oh gosh, oh gosh, I have to stand up and I have to, someone's going to sing at me and I'm going to, ah, I got to play it. I and I sing. have to play the piano. Right. That, this whole I'll tell thing. tell you about that yeah. in a second. That's a huge, it's just a huge, makes everything scary. And it builds that up in such a way that then when you think of, when you even think about, I'm going to teach an actual voice lesson on a regular basis to a student someday, that feels unimaginably scary because teaching one time in this lab setting was really scary. And so I've thought about when you, when you mentioned this and you, that you were going to have people come in every week and that you just wanted these pet students to be behind a piano every week, I thought... That I, my hope is that by the end of the semester, especially because they're going to have different people, like you had mentioned, uh, every week, yeah. it'll be like, okay, well, here we go. You know, it'll just so hopefully I've by the end of the semester, I've it'll be less that, of a big deal. I've mentioned that to you all, but not to the podcast. That's right. I was so gonna, t- this uh, is the second thing. Uh, so tell them about So the this. second thing is, so what I decided to do is I sent out a campus-wide blast. And I it literally, I said the most singery. Oh, Michael's going to I, read I it say, to I you. saw this email and I was like, what? Professor in the music department <laughs> is advertising across and campus you kept for reading. voices. I did. I had to click on it and know. And then so who I was sent it? out a campus-wide blast. It's in our text messages. If, if you just open our text messages, oh, I found it. Here it is. Okay, so Michael's going to read what I sent. Okay, I'm going to use my best, my best radio voice. Of course, we're ready. 
Have you ever wanted to hit that high note in your favorite song? <laughs> First of all, stop right there. I know the singer brain so well. Go on. Do you want to learn to sing a little bit better for church or even just in the car? Dr. Nicholas Perna is looking for student volunteers to get a free 20 to 30 minute voice lesson with members of his undergraduate voice pedagogy class. And then it starts talking about normal for stuff. Free. <clears throat> this opportunity is not available to any students currently enrolled in applied voice lessons or voice class at MC. Come and sing for us. So anyway, Very... <clears throat> I was expecting that like five people might respond. I thought five would be... I don't know. I have programmed two people for every Thursday for the whole semester, and I have a waiting list. A different, a different person every a time. A different person every time. So two different people every Thursday. Two different people every Thursday the rest of the semester, and I have a waiting list. That's what we ought to do. Okay, you remember last semester in graduate ped when we were trying to find like friends or whatever to teach? This is what we should have done. Because that's so much yes. more real it's life. It's practicum. I, listen, for practicum better. next yeah, spring, practicum, yeah. when we do pr- redo we grad practicum next spring, yeah. a year from now, yeah. that's what we'll do. It's much I mean, easier than trying to find friends. Find a friend, and then you're not in the awkward thing of teaching your now fiancé for several weeks. Oh, Sarah. You didn't have to choose him. I, look, I don't have any other friends, okay? <laughs> Who else was I going to ask? They're all music people. That's right. true. That's valid. Anyway, uh, hashtag music major probs. Hermit props. It's a combination. A lot of it is that I'm a hermit outside of this. But anyway, but I just wanted to share with the podcast audience, especially anyone else who happens to teach PED. First of all, idea. what a great idea it turned out to be. Now, I I have to see how it goes. So we don't right. know if they can sing. What if they're tone deaf? Well, in fact, in fact, that question. So yesterday I took the entire class because it was not a Tuesday. It was Thursday. And I, I gave them a handout on sort of what I wanted them to do with each of these people. From things like getting acquainted to just giving them one diagnostic exercise to find out what their singing voice is like. Yeah. This this kind of thing. Are they assigned a day? Or is it like they just kind There's of... There's a small cohort in there, so I'm really trying to keep it less formal than that. But I did tell them, as soon as we start, we're just going to rotate. So I told them, with every singer who comes in, two of them are going to work with each one. They're going to each get ten minutes. Because there's four students. Yeah, the five. Five students. Five. And so um, they're each going to... E- so they're each going to... I mean, almost every class, they'll be up there yeah. behind the piano. That's great. Um, That's nice. And, and the thing is, it was good. Yesterday, I then, I then demonstrated, and I was a <laughs> guinea pig. And so <laughs> I, I mimicked problems. And it was interesting. You know, it was amazing. And why I think I'll, I'll, I'll always do this this way again. Immediately, they were thinking, "Wait, what did we learn last semester?" Yeah. They were even saying it to each other because literally, I would mimic something, and one of them was like, "Wait, what did we learn about glottal onsets last semester?" Are you going to play that terrifying little card game with them that you made? Well, that's basically play? that's basically what I did. I just made it up. Terrifying oh. card game. It was like he had a stack yes. of cards. He'd oh, pick I three. know. Michael knows terrifying. the terrifying okay, card yeah, game. Yeah, I'm glad you know because it was. <laughs> Michael had to do that as an undergraduate. Glorious. Anyway, but it was also what a great thing for me to be able to check their piano skills. Yeah. True. Uh, so and Im- immediately it was actually what I basically did for their piano skill test was oh, I already I like had them that. getting up there <clears throat> and actually having to vocalize. One me. thing I like, I, I guess you didn't take piano here but miss taylor doesn't teach anymore but one thing she did was every semester you had to or maybe it was once a year you had to find someone to like who would sing for you and you had to accompany a song for somebody 
Like, you had to find a piece of music and learn to accompany someone playing it. That's good. Like, I thought that was really helpful, because that meant if you took two years from her that you ended up accompanying someone, like, at least four times. Very important. And, like, a whole song. Very important. You know, I think, because I remember, because we, outside of this podcast, have had conversations about, and even on PVT, I've had conversations about, um... What direction should a ped class take regarding, uh, like, s- science, whether that's oh, the sure. acoustics or, or sure. anatomy and physiology, yes. and how much of that is actually helpful versus <clears throat> teaching? Because, honestly, I, I know that I think this is the case probably for many people that the under, for that voice pedagogy classes end up being very little about teaching and very much about Often. anatomy particularly you know I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get away from that but mm-hmm. but yes and, and so it's I, I don't know I've just been really intrigued by this idea I um, think a lot of that also came out of the fact that anatomy first of all we know what anatomy is yeah it's not it's, like this aleatoric thing that's true you secondly secondly it's information that is for almost any intelligent human being. It's almost immediately digestible because it's basically just memorization right. of yeah. stuff. <clears throat> right. Whereas acoustics, let alone psychoacoustics, you have to be able to think at a slightly more elevated level in order to understand the information enough to make it simple and applicable. Yeah. On another note, they. I know that the acoustics portion of the course can be really, really um, disheartening. I'll say, because it, especially if this inf- like, especially if this information is really new to you, and it's like I don't know anything, and the, yeah. you know, and which so, is why I think a lot of traditional pedagogy classes, years and years for years and years, have avoided it. And so, what I think is nice is that every Thursday, because those I know those students, they're brilliant. And they have good intuition, and so even if they're still learning about this element, they're going to have something to share with those students, and they'll see that they are more qualified than they think. That's right. I hope. Well, and honestly, I think it's a lot more intimidating to teach a student in front of just anyone than teaching on your own. Like, I'd much rather it just be... Oh, I feel so opposite Oh, really? I would much rather it just be me and that person than feeling like four or five people are sitting there watching me, like... This is a perfect example of the differences in the two of your personalities. If there are other people in the room, I feel a lot more laid back because I'm in party mode. And so, Mm. Michael Hamm party mode, I'm like, hey, let's do this thing. All right, here we go. The teacher that talked about your... What was it? Ebullient personality? Oh, effusive. Effusive. Ebullient. That's a good word. <laughs> yes, it also like, might be ebullient. We'll do this, and we'll do this. All right, here we go. Here, I'm going to do a fancy party trick now. Here we go. Whoa! It's like, that's how it goes. <laughs> but if it's just me and a person, I'm like, oh, gosh. Horrifying Sarah silence. Has, I think the thing that usually when people only have it one-on-one and they're more comfortable, yeah. they feel like they have time to think. That, too. I, I like uh-huh. to have time to process and, like... It kind of analyze what's going on and like what step I want well, to Well, and it's next. interesting. That's one of the things that I prepared them for on their handout was one of the points I was trying to make adamant was just give them one exercise and stick with it for a while. Yeah. Just yeah. encourage them. Say that's nice. It's good. And just let them, let the singer vocalize. It gives you time to think. And I like that. So that it, exactly. It not only gives you time to think, it also allows the singer to get comfortable in the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And see, I think that I find time to think when other people are in the room. It, it gives me something to bounce off of versus this strange worry that like, here I am, here they are, and now they're sitting, in, they're standing in silence and I'm sitting in silence thinking, you know? That's what, that's like, I'm aware that voice lessons are one-on-one -on -one and I like doing them, but also if there was some strange Michael Ham uh, French salon situation, so like, do you want to teach, like, group voice or no, something? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, possibly. Because that's a class. <laughs> I've taught... I had to teach voice lessons to two 13-year-old twin girls one time. Oh, my. Never again. That I would be weird. That's diff yeah, that's different. That's, because that's they were, like, too similar. Yeah. And so it was, like... That's weird. You know, there are twins that are, like, really different from each other. Yeah. And there are twins that, like, need to spend some time apart. Yes. These were the second kind of Oh, yeah. I grew up with two girls, like, twins, spend way too much time together. Like, they're both engaged to get married, like, and they're doing a double wedding. Like, See, that's too much. It's too, too much. much. I mean, I'm not a twin, so I, I'm, we're not here to judge. Anyway. But yeah, you're your own choice, person. Like, anyway. On the, so anyway, that's the on the on the business uh, actual singing and pedagogy side of things today. That's uh, oh, yeah. see, really what I wanted I to cover. I feel like we need to put a little blurb before we went insane. That's like, just bear with us. We do come back. I've thought to... about putting some podcasts do this. That like they'll say episode actually starts at eighteen twenty six. Just that like, seems right. Just insert a little thing. Just like hey, <coughs> we just want you to know if you bear with us. We do recover our sanity and talk about things that uh, Okay, maybe not sanity, but we do stop like We recover focus laughing right. and talking about poop stories. Poop stories. <laughs> so strange. <laughs> anyway. happened. That happened. Uh I yes. saw a thing this morning, and this is what made me think of this. I saw a thing this morning that they are making. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. A sixth Mission Impossible with Tom Cruise. Okay. Is it they break him out of the assisted living facility? <laughs> they ask him to find oh, a golden golf he ball. Like steal a walker. <laughs> Wait, now hold on. Here's where I wanted to go with this. Okay. Uh, obviously, I realize the thing now is that you can't make a movie. You Apparently have to make not. a franchise. You have to make a sequel or something okay. like that. Okay, sequel. You have to make a trilogy. Okay, mm. you have to make a franchise. Mm. I kind of and, that. And obviously, I think Fast and the Furious sort of takes maybe in terms of contemporary movie making the cake on that. Okay, but the most recent... I actually haven't watched any of those. Well, it was called The Fate of the Eight. So guess which number in the franchise it was. Eight. That's yeah, too uh -huh. many. Furious just... 7 was so good, though. Furious Seven was so good. Sorry, okay. yes, Michael's right. Maybe as someone who's not in that, like I shouldn't, I shouldn't say. Oh, there, there are, there are some of the movies in the Fast and the Furious that are actually pretty good. Some of them are so good, and some, some of, of them, them are so bad. not good. <laughs> some of them are so bad, Woo! and not like bad material content. Why? They're just dumb. I, I get you. Um, it but, is a movie about let's drive cars yeah, really fast it, yeah, and seriously. Seven, I get yeah, it. Seven had such heart because of Paul Walker's Aww. death, and, and anyway. Uh, and Michael and I get torn up about heartstrings stuff. So do you. So yeah. don't don't judge us. Anyway, I'm not. but what I was gonna say is, is so this morning I, after reading that I announced that aloud in the music office, oh. and immediately I was judged for saying that some people 
when I said about Mission Impossible, I was like, I think six is a bit much for this franchise. Because let's not forget that that franchise started, what, 92? Oh, like yeah. the first one of those, about 92, 93, something like that. Yeah. The people who first started watching these movies. I was a child, I, th- I feel like almost. Maybe not a child, but I was young. People I was... who actually paid for tickets to watch these movies, like who were adults, they might be dead. The... Uh, I mean, what, it's a it long was time. the nineties. It's a long time, and, and you just you just judged I mean, all of us over age thirty. That's twenty six well, years. Wars? What about no? the people that okay. watch Star Wars okay. as an adult? Well, so so wait, hold on. So here's the thing. This years. is where I wanted to go. 50 and so the comment was the comment Jesus. was, but some people would say that a film franchise like Star Wars has gone on a little bit too long. Like I mean, it's older than I guess. Okay. Now I want to I want to compare these these two things. First of all, Star Wars and Mission Impossible are not the same. Because you like one more. What? No, I I I. Star here's... Wars created an entire universe. Okay. Yeah. So here's my point about that. I argued that Star Wars and Star Trek. I think both, and maybe even more so Star Trek. I know we don't talk about Trek a lot. I don't know if you guys even really know Trek that well, but I do. Um, No. (laughs) They, first of all, Star Wars mythology is now 41 years old. Mm -hmm. Wow, it's middle-aged. Okay. Star Trek mythology is over 50. Hmm. My point in saying those two things is, I think one of the reasons that film franchises have gone to this thing of we have to do a franchise is that they want to be... Star Wars. Hashtag Disney Forever franchise. Yeah. They're not going to be. And I think we've crossed the line. But I also think that one of the reasons that I feel I feel differently is beyond the fact I actually have enjoyed the Mission Impossible movies. I think they're okay. They're cute. I sort of like escapist, dumb adventure action movies that I can like not think about and realize that everybody's an idiot. And yeah, it's sort of it's good treadmill fodder for me. Um, but with Star Wars, and like I said, I think even more so Star Trek. And if anybody is a Trekker out there. They'll Trekkie, excuse me. I said the wrong term. I just, I just offended a whole. I just offended mil, multi-million people. Um, I'm sure they're all listening. Yeah, they are. But anyway, I because those mythologies have had so many years of being built up. I said this on the podcast during our Star Wars episode, I think. But basically, Star Wars and Star Trek are the closest thing I think to modern mythology that we have. Yeah, I can get on board with that. Hmm. Yeah. Think of, I mean, think how pervasive the character of Darth Vader is. And isn't that, don't you think that's part of the reason why people were so blasted upset with episode eight? Because, because we know, we feel like Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia are such a part of this uh, overarching... <clears throat> <coughs> that's transcended a movie. Uh, yeah. that ha- a, la, a la Zeus. Yeah, how can you kill a legend? Or well, you, you know, and so whatever. therefore, well, even going back to our conversation about episode eight, you know, how can you can't kill a legend? Yeah. But. Oh, yeah. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ah, see what you did it's there? All coming back. You proved that episode eight was the best film it's of 2017. All coming back um, to me now. Anyway, well, I think that Gary Oldman film is pretty spectacular, but. 
Anyway, my point is just to say I think it's different than than Mission Impossible making six movies, which is not necessary. Yeah. I think regarding Star Wars and Episode Eight, like we've said before, just on that point of people are so upset, it's because Episode Eight looked at particularly the original trilogy. They treated the original trilogy as a legend, and then it's like now let's show you these flawed real life people who had problems compared to the glossy legend that you've been told you know that's really when i think about episode eight i i really that's how i view it it's like eight in comparison to the original trilogy it's as if the original trilogy is a story somebody told and then it's like you meet the actual luke skywalker and yes he did all that stuff but he got issues you know and it's like, yeah. I just, I think a lot about that, you know? And that real life is not like, one man flies in and shoots the thing down the thing. Are you, so are you basically saying that now Star Wars can't be mythology anymore because oh, of can. episode eight? I think it, I think, it, well, I think that they're redefining it, you know? But I think that. Part, I think that's why everybody's having a problem with yeah, it. Yeah, they're, re, I think they're redefining I would even go so far as to say that they're redefining what it is to to create a to create a mythology because well, they've taken it, breaking it, shaking it. I think one of the things that probably helped Star Wars become kind of a mythology in the first place breaking, is you had so long between trilogies. Like it started in the '70s, then you have what? When 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 did the um, the second or the prequels come out? Oh, the prequels. I'm yeah. sorry, I thought you were going to say Empire. No. Prequels. Uh, what was that, 10, 15 years later? No, it was longer than that. Oh. Because because Sith, Revenge of the Sith came out in 2004. I want to say Attack of the Clones was like 2001. So exactly, like, you I have think... this huge chunk of time that allows people to kind of create their own headcanons. I like that. hate this... To add, to add their 99. own ideas. What was ninety nine? Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace was ninety nine. Yes. Yeah. So you have this big chunk of time where there are no new movies, but people are still thinking about the old ones, and so they come up with their own ideas, their own theories. Then you get a little bit more added to it, so you develop more theories, ideas, whatever, blah 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 blah. blah. Then you have another ten years with nothing. You think it's over, and so people again continue to like dwell analyze every little bit that they have and add to it and i think star trek dealt with that actually when when next generation happened yeah because the original series was in the 60s and then there was a 17 year window Mm -hmm. from when original when the original series or what's often called star trek tos ended and when and now they made movies in that time. They made original series movies. Yeah. Star Trek One, Star Trek Two, Star Trek Three. I'm trying to remember if Star Trek Four was before or after they started. Next some Generation. of those movies are great, and some of them are hilarious. Yeah. yeah. They're hilarious. Yeah, but Star Trek but Two, good. Star Trek Two, <clears throat> Wrath of Khan. Oh yeah. I've only and, seen the two new and Star Trek Spock movies. and and Kirk at the end. I will always be. Your friend. I mean, come on, it's t- horrible. It's it's like, that's like the most epic nerd death of all time. Wait, he dies? I haven't seen this. Okay, first of all, this is not a spoiler. 
It is for me. Spock dies at the end of Star Trek 2 and then comes back to life in Star Trek 3. I'm sharing information from the 80s. This is not spoilery. Well, it is for me. Some of us are not into it yet. 30 years is... Oh, this is 30 years ago. Well, I've managed to go 23 years without hearing it. This is why Star Trek was into darkness... With Return of was that Benedict, the one that Benedict Cumberbatch? That's, Benedict, that's, Benedict that's the remake. That's what I'm saying. It's basically the remake of Wrath of Khan. Wrath of Khan. Love it's it. basically the remake of Wrath of Khan. It's it's alternate universe. It's Wrath the of alternate Khan. universe Wrath of Khan. Love. Mm-hmm. I love that. Because they movie. still bring Khan back. They bring Khan back. And there's a death scene. In of, fact. Uh huh. But it's but Kirk it's there. It's reversed. And they bring but him they, back. They bring him back. Yeah. It's it's great. It's the opposite. Anyway. It, Here's but what I, what I was going to say is, I think here's one of the reasons that Star Trek has not dealt with this problem that Star Wars has, is that since Next Generation relaunched, yeah. there basically has never been a period of time on television where there has not been a Star Trek series until the See, last couple of years. I think that's important. Because basically while Next Gen was still on, they launched DS9, and there was either one or two seasons of overlap. Where they were both on the air. Mm-hmm. And then right in the middle of the run of Deep Space Nine, they launched Voyager. And mm-hmm. then right when Voyager ended, they launched uh, Enterprise. Yeah. And then there is a gap. There is a gap between the show that launched this this fall. But it's still not 15 or 20 years. You know? No, I don't think so. I think it might have been 10. Yeah. Between when Enterprise ended and this. And I think at that point, Star Trek had... Established itself as yes, like clearly. Well, how many, thing. how many, how many in the world films are they? I mean, there Hard were there were seven original cast films, and I think five, four. Yeah, this might not be four. I mean, granted, they seem to be doing films. okay. I'm not not worried about Star Trek this Enterprise. This might not be the most politically correct thing to say, but I think that Star Trek attracts a very specific audience whereas Star Wars because it kind of because it has such mass appeal um, I, I think that Star Wars in a way people feel like it belongs to them and so like and like everybody as opposed to like okay like Star Trek there's a specific nerd culture that really whom we love that's very connected with that and a, a lot of them there's like a there's some different standards there regarding interact uh, d- regarding like story and regarding like i think intellectually driven things here and subtlety all right as opposed to the general this is where i get politically incorrect um the general masses where you have some of that and some people who are just there to watch stuff blow up and some people who think of and so sure, sure, and sure, so sure, when sure, you get sure. a movie like Last Jedi, which I think well, was because, beautifully subtle sure. and unusual, and like literally, theaters had to put a sign up that said, "The theater when there's total silence in the movie for ten whole seconds, <laughs> the theater's not broken, people. It's art." And so like the fact, I mean, I'm just saying the fact that they had to put signs up for that. Said, they did. That says yeah, something. Yeah, there were, there were hundreds Is of that? theaters around the country that had to start putting signs up for the Holdo maneuver, saying oh my gosh. it's okay. I, I, like it's like I'm not I'm not coming down on those people, but I'm just <laughs> very saying. Very disappointed in people right now. And I don't know that this very I feel very much like 
Michael on high horse from heaven looking down on the the, the plebes saying that. But I'm just I'm, never say that phrase again. But I, I'm I just like I'm that. just saying like it feels that way. I want to you say to know that. I'm picturing you as a centaur right now. Oh yeah. Just like I know you were going for a different thing. But I all hope of a sudden, you're not picturing all of a sudden, yourself. All of a sudden, I'm picturing Michael on the high horse. <laughs> in the sky. But I, I just become a mythological being. <laughs> I was just like, Somehow this started as ugh. Star Wars' mythology has ended as Michael's mythology. Oh yes. But I this got weird. But oh. I, I I just Oh crap. I just say all that. You use it to I think you use it to like emphasize points. I think so too. too. I but I, I say all this to My say My favorite part of Last Jedi Christmas is Michael when Michael goes So I'll say it again since I was just edited out. <laughs> <laughs> But it's that. But I really think that it's this weird thing of like, of like, there's just a different audience, and so there are people who who they still feel the ownership, but then they're like, they just don't get some of it. If I'm honest with you, like that that might be a little bit classist, but that's how I, I feel. Do, about I don't. That. I I will say that the definite I, I the 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 Star Trek audience is very loyal. They yeah. are. I mean, the Star yeah. Trek audience is honestly, I think, even more willing to forgive. Yeah. Like, they're more willing to forgive. They'll say, it's okay. Well, partially because I think they've been, you know, I mean, they're, they've had way more years to th- dwell on different generations of mythology. Mm-hmm. And the whole point of the show is to go out and discover new things. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Star Wars, the whole point we thought was for these Luke magical, Skywalker. mystical Skywalker family to rule the universe. And so for Episode Eight to come out and say, not? Skywalker family, you don't matter. The Force belongs to everyone. And this was Kylo the problem. Ren would argue otherwise. Well, Kylo Ren's going to lose. We don't know that. We should talk oh, about... Oh, my! We should talk goodness. about Broadchurch for seven <laughs> I was minutes. Say, no, like, we're going to have to cover Broadchurch in yet another day. Were... We're sorry that we've teased Broadchurch now twice. Guys. We're coming because to Michael it. had just finished it. Maybe you know, what? We want and Michael. here's how we need to tie in Broadchurch just when we do, because we need to make sure that we mention how exquisite Jodie Whittaker's performance oh in the first season of Broadchurch gosh. is. Love. And, and Doctor Who, and why that makes me so excited that she's so the doctor. Doctor Who, gosh. because David Tennant, Jodie, whose last name I just forgot, even Whittaker. Jodie Whittaker. Yes, I'm, ready. I'm excited, and I'm excited. And Rory. And yes, Rory, I just remember when the first Arthur, look the very nice. one of the opening scenes of Broadchurch. Arthur Darvel, that's his name. Yeah, right? they yeah. they go through this. They go through the town, and you meet all these people, and I'm like, I know that lady. She's from the. She's from Prisoner <laughs> Zero. You know? Prisoner BBC Zero, only and then has there's, five there's only like twenty. I know, actors. I know, and I was like, I was like, there's Rory. Well, it's like what, there's the doctor. Well, that's like watching Doctor Who too, if you know British theater uh-huh. as well, uh-huh. because like I mean, you know, you just end up seeing some of those people too over I and over. I was gonna say if you watch Doctor Who, the background people are like, oh, that person was so and so in that other episode. Of Doctor right, Who. it's like this person or was Amy, like, oh, was run away from okay. here. Well, I mean, hello, Martha Jones and the yeah. Cybermen. Well, Amy was in the fires of Pompeii. Mm. Capaldi was yes. in the fires of Pompeii. Like, yes. importantly, yes. that episode. Well, clearly, that episode was an audition. That episode was clearly them bringing actors in to audition them. Perhaps. Yeah. yeah. It well, totally was. that or BBC I'm sorry. only has 20 actors. No, but so. I'm sorry. The fact that Karen Gillum and Peter Capaldi were both in that episode 
This was, hey, you know what? We need to see what we think of these people. <laughs> and clearly they didn't like if the woman put... who actually played the stone priestess. <laughs> I don't think anyone did. No. Just saying. Yeah. Or Capaldi's wife in that episode, because <laughs> she didn't do well. No. No. But Broadchurch. Anyway. Oh, we'll get to Broadchurch next time. We need to do takeaways. Yes. My... T- That's oh my, my takeaway. <laughs> okay, Sarah, takeaway. Oh, oh, that was your takeaway. All right. I just want people to know that there is a burlesque opera about Tabasco sauce yeah. being premiered in New Orleans. What? Yeah, one of the, one of the people I be... went to, Betsy Eschkratz in it. She was, I went to grad school I think that might. Well, she was an undergrad That is probably the most New Orleans thing I've ever I heard of in my life. I think she's in it. I think that's what I just saw. Isn't it opera I'm Louisiana? Re- I, I think you're... Uh, I think Dr. Spivak said that y'all know someone in it. So. Yeah, but uh, uh, I, I went to school name. a couple. Tyler Tyler Smith and his wife Betsy Ushkrat. Tyler like, was a doctoral student. She was just finishing her undergrad. How can you get more New Orleans than a burlesque opera about Tabasco sauce? Like that sounds what? very New Orleans. That is, C- look, Cajun do you libretto. know New Orleans? That is literally Cajun. Like, I've been to New Orleans once, oh, so okay. I have to you confess have... that it's not a city I've spent. Okay, a lot well, of time anybody in. listening that knows New Orleans knows that I'm saying like that is so. I mean, Tabasco sauce. They're all about Tabasco sauce. You've got people. My dad's not Cajun, but he could be. Um, who literally carry around little bottles of Tabasco sauce in their wallets. And then uh, a burlesque. I mean, need I say unpopular more. opinion? Should... I prefer the green Tabasco sauce. It is delicious, right. isn't that it? That is unpopular opinion. Superior. I mean, I don't like either, so. I think they're both. Del- I think all hot sauces I are basically delicious. I hate regular Tabasco but... sauce. Something's wrong with it. But hot is- sauce is basically delicious. And I was hoping to eat spicy Indian food for lunch today. I but love apparently- Indian food. You do? Oh, I love, yeah. This is a well, shock. I love buttered chicken. Okay. So are you willing to go Indian buffet today instead of yes. 303? Woo! H1F1. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and, I we, love, and we got it back to Acoustic. I didn't know I, ha- I knew anyone else who would be willing to Oh, my gosh. Sarah, I will go Indian with you food. any oh, day of the week. Oh, we're going for Indian food for lunch, everybody. This is not my takeaway. My takeaway is if you're a voice ped teacher and you'd like to really get get to practical teaching experiences, try mixing it up one day a week of information, one day a week of practical teaching experiences, and just send a dumb campus-wide blast out asking for volunteers. Please, r- please make it as dumb and, like... Yeah, you have to. If if, if, uh, Randy Jackson is not dumb, but think to yourself, did Randy Jackson from American Idol write this? If the answer is maybe, the answer is yes. Hit that high note, dog. If the answer is yes, you've gone too far. But if the answer is maybe, you've hit the sweet spot. That's the sweet spot. (laughs) Okay. All right, everybody. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Okay, let's stop that recording. Oh, it's still going.